The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus told his disciples a parable. Can a blind person guide a blind person? Will not both fall into a pit? No disciple is superior to the teacher, but when fully trained, every disciple will be like his teacher. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me remove the splinter in your eye, when you do not even notice the wooden beam in your own eye? You hypocrites, remove the wooden beam from your own eye first. Then you will see clearly to remove the splinter in your brother's eye. A good tree does not bear rotten fruit, nor does a rotten tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For people do not pick figs from thorn bushes, nor do they gather grapes from brambles. A good person, out of the store of his goodness in his heart, produces good. But an evil person, out of a store of evil, produces evil. For from the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. The Gospel of the Lord. This weekend is the last weekend before Lent begins, and it's a good place for us to conclude with the readings that we have today. If you remember, this, today's reading kind of is part of a continuation of the last couple of weeks, where Jesus, two weeks ago, says he came down from the, from the hill and he was standing on a level stretch of ground, and he began to speak to the twelve, as well as a large number of people gathered around him. And he began to speak to them and the, the blessings and the woes, blessed are you, woe to you. And it was this invitation, this call to be able to uh, effectively to seek God, to seek the Lord, and not to simply allow earthly pleasures to be all that we have. Last week, we had the invitation to us to reflect in a similar manner, in conjunction with St. Paul and with the person of David, to reflect upon the reality that we are called to become heavenly people. That we begin as the earthly man, Adam, broken in our sin, but we are called by our baptism to become something more, something heavenly, to allow the heavenly one to come forward in front of us. And so it's with those things in mind that we have this last part of this gospel before we enter into the Lenten season, which really gives us an opportunity to kind of pause and to reflect upon all of those things and how they're actually being lived in our life. In a sense, today, the Lord gives us a kind of examination of conscience. The part that we focus on specifically for this is the last section of the reading we just heard, wherein our Lord speaks about the fact that a good tree does not produce rotten fruits, nor a rotten tree produce good fruits. And he's talking about us. He's talking about how we, as Christians, are called to be good trees that produce good fruits, fruits of God, fruits of holiness. And the test of whether we're actually living for God, the test of whether we are allowing the heavenly man to shine forth in us instead of the earthly one, is something that Jesus gives us in the last line. Jesus points out to us a sort of axiom of the spiritual life. 
From the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. From the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. Jesus doesn't pull this out of nowhere. It's not as if he just kind of makes it up himself on the spot. We find it actually rooted in what we read in our first reading today from Sirach. Sirach writing, he says, When a sieve is shaken, the husks appear. So do one's faults when he speaks. And then again at the end, So too does one's speech disclose the bent of his mind. This is what Jesus is talking about, referencing Sirach almost explicitly, but inviting us to reflect upon that same reality, that from the fullness of our hearts, the stuff within us is what produces the fruits. To see if the fruits of our heart are good or evil, look at our words. To look at our speech. The Lord gets very concrete with us in this regard. You know, it's easy for us to, to do certain things. Oftentimes we're reflected in our moral theology classes about how we can do exteriorly an act of kindness. But if our disposition is wicked, it is not good. It is evil. The disposition of the heart is the main piece. And we tell the disposition of our heart by our words. So what I would invite you to do this week is to listen to your words. Listen to what comes out of your mouth. It can be kind of surprising sometimes. Several occasions I've had friends of mine who were talking about trying to to change some of the bad habits that they had. And the advice that was given them first by different individuals was first be aware of how much you do the thing you're trying to get rid of. One of them was, it was on his computer. He was at work, you know, and it was super easy for him to be able to to be doing his work. And then three seconds later, he's up to his nose and Facebook feed. And he doesn't know how it happened. And 30 minutes later, he's still there. How is it that distractions happened? And so he began to, to count. So he put a notepad with a pen next to his mouse pad on his desk. And every time he got distracted, when he came back... <laughs> He made a note. He wrote just, you know, little jots on the paper. He said, he said by the end of the day, I was shocked at how many little, little ticks were on that paper just in a normal work day. He said, I never even knew it could be that many. And yet there it was, right there in front of me. And I think our words can be the exact same. We can easily speak so many things and not necessarily hear what we say, or how we say it. So I would invite you this week, again, listen to your words. And maybe take one specific day and try to be especially attentive to the words that you speak and the manner in which you speak them. Again, our words can have a whole variety of effects. They can be positive or negative. A sort of examination that we can do kind of concretely, just reflecting even just upon a handful of ways in which we can use our tongue. During the course of our days, is our talk primarily about self, or do we talk about Christ? Do we allow our lips to speak profanity, or do we speak praise? In regards to others, do we fill our mouths with gossip? And we speak words of encouragement of the other. 
Do our words sow division, or do they bring about unity? Specifically with those that are the closest to us, whether our family, our co-workers, our friends, our loved ones, easy it is to allow our patience to wear with those that are the closest to us. Do we speak to our loved ones harshly, or do we offer them kindness and patience? Do we tear down others with our words, or do we seek to lift them up? Whenever things are not going as we desire them to do, do we continue to complain verbally, or do we offer some way of bringing a solution to the situation, or if we can't change it, at least to accept it and to embrace it with our full heart? Are we sarcastic in our responses, or are we genuine? We could continue, but I think you get the drift. Is there a whole variety of ways that we interact with others that sometimes are helpful and sometimes are not? St. Paul elsewhere encourages us in the scripture, say only the good things that people need to hear. Say only the good things, to rejoice in the good. And so this is our invitation. Before we begin the Lenten season, before we begin in earnest the 40 days walking with our Lord, first to look and see where are our fruits? What fruits arise from our hearts? What is it that we say? And to ask Christ to be with us. And especially to fill our hearts with his grace, with his peace, with his life, that we might be able, hopefully we pray, to produce his fruits.